Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We've all been there. You said or did something and suddenly, you know, your cheeks are burning and you have to fight the urge to run and hide under the covers. You feel like all eyes are on you and that you're being harshly judged. You likely feel embarrassed, awkward, maybe even ashamed. Being self-conscious sucks, not just because you feel those feelings, but because it limits your ability to feel happiness or contentment in your moments. And it stops you from fully expressing yourself and it damages all your relationships. So today you're gonna learn how your brain tricks you into being self-conscious and my top five tips for making self-consciousness so 2021. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back. <clears throat> I keep feeling like I'm losing my voice, so hopefully today will be a great episode with a little bit of squeak. Uh, it's the first episode of 2022. 22 is my favorite number, so this is so the year. I can't even tell you. I've been like living for this. What did you do over break? What have you been doing? I took a couple weeks off. Did you? Have you been? Wor- I've been working, but I haven't been doing the podcast and my newsletter and things like that. So I'm coming back with that now this week, first week of January when you're listening and watching. And I, for one, have been a very busy girl. 
just want to say, so if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you'll see that I've redone my office uh, and uh, I cleaned it, you know, and you really need that deep clean. I redid like the couch covers and stuff and just sort of spruced my space. So it feels really good. Uh, also in 2022, now you can leave a review on Spotify. And so many of you listen on Spotify, about half my listeners do. So if you, I would love it. Please, please run over to Spotify. Hopefully they've made it much easier than Apple Podcasts did. But even if you left a review on Apple, if you would be so, so kind, I love you so much. And go leave a review on Spotify and get that all going. You know, it's really the best. I That's how I find podcasts I want to listen to. I read the reviews. You know, I, I see what it is and then I can see if it's a good match for me or not. Um, if you don't want to give me five stars, don't. No, I was kidding. Uh, you know, be honest, but I hope you leave a good review if you're listening. So there you go. So you can do that. And then uh, the other thing I did, which I'm really excited about, I've been talking about um, just you know, creating some cool stuff. I'm always about keeping people motivated in between the podcasts, (laughs) between our little chats every week. And, uh, you know, it's really why I do the newsletter the way I do so that it's uh, fresh and all that. And I'm redoing the whole website. I'm really excited. Should be out in a few weeks from when you're listening to this. I know I said that last month. I know, I know, but it's really coming. I swear we're releasing it and I will announce it on here when it's done, done. But uh, and we're going to be uh, selling merchandise on it. I came up with quite a few little um, sayings that I'm really proud of. It's sort of a take on my sobriety. And so one of my favorites is, uh, it's it says, under the influence and then of love. And it's on, you know, like notebooks you can get and t-shirts and uh, mugs. And there's a bunch of other ones too. And so, and I'm going to hold it up for those of you on YouTube that you can see. Woo, there's a t-shirt. I bought I bought a big one for my ma'am. Uh, but I, and if you're not watching it, there you go. But really exciting and I just can't wait to share it with you all. I'm going to try to set up an Amazon shop also for those of you who don't want to come to the website to shop, but I will announce all that. But it's coming. It's real. The merchandise is real. It's all real. It's uh we're just waiting for the next shift. So and I also have to tell you which brought me to do the this particular episode is I I encountered some self-consciousness. <laughs> and and a lot of you have written in about wanting to hear more about how to not be so self-conscious. Um and so but but I and so I was thinking of it anyway and then I was faced with my own self-consciousness which you know I always feel like I'm working on more I guess than I am. And I was like I got to start the year with this and how to be less self-conscious because no matter what I think we all battle this on some level. And for me, so I was having a dinner with a friend last week. It's a really wonderful woman I know. And uh, she had had cancer and during the pandemic and stuff. So she was being super duper careful and not going out publicly because, you know, she had compromised immune, et cetera. And so we finally, you know, she's feeling good. You know, she feels like it's enough to finally like go out. So we're, we're we go, oh, we're going to go to a restaurant. We're going to go out and sit and hang out. I was so excited. And I went to go get dressed for said dinner and I have gained a little weight in the pandemic. Yes, I have. Uh, I like to say 10 pounds, but I think it's more like 13. And um, 
yeah. And so I don't, you know, I don't fit, I'm tall, so I can kind of get away with some weight, you know, uh, gain, but I don't fit in my clothes the same way. I don't feel as good in my clothes. You know, they just don't fit the same. And I was really self-conscious and I realized that this friend hasn't seen me in so long. So she's going to really notice this jump in weight. And I was feeling like crappy for a little while about it. And meanwhile, she so doesn't care. Of course she doesn't care. She's so cool. And um, why did I even care that much? Oh my gosh. And why was I letting this, you know, get in the way of my dinner? And so I just, I got it in my head. I thought, I really have to talk about this because obviously that's even a little thing, but, you know, self-consciousness sucks. It really does. It pulls us out of our moments. It does major damage to our relationships, you know, all of them, everywhere. I was going to do this about just, you know, romantic relationships at first, and I realized it's everywhere. At work, you don't speak up because you're worried people will laugh at your idea, you're self-conscious about your idea. Uh, you don't have sex with your, you know, partner because you don't like your body. You listen to your parents go on and on about your brother and his great career, and you feel ashamed that you haven't figured out your own passion yet, or that maybe you don't even work. Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent, and you feel like, please, like, that's not work. I'm a parent. I'll tell you, it's a lot of work. But you know what I'm saying? You feel like it doesn't measure up somehow. I mean, there's so many ways it shows up. It's kind of amazing. So really, it's, you know, you're just feeling less than, less than others, and just less than, you know, yourself, within yourself. And, you know, that feeling like all eyes are on the choices you're making, the things you're doing, what you're saying, how you look. And when you think that, that curtails or changes your behavior. And, you know, your thoughts run wild, not in a good way. And you kind of, you can end up full of shame and self-loathing. I mean, it it really sucks. And what's really horrible is that a lot of times this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You won't say something at work because you think, oh, I'm not as good as these other people. Um, I don't even know why I'm here. You know, they're all stars and I'm not as good, so I won't say anything. But then you never share your ideas. So your boss is like, this person isn't very good. <laughs> they're, 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 not, they're not really given to the team. And you get fired and you think it's because you weren't very good. It's not. It's because they couldn't even see how you were or who you were because you were so curtailing because you were so self-conscious. So, and this happens in relationships, you know, personal ones, it happens everywhere. So, so let's really get into it. I'm going to give you my five tips as I promised. And I first just want to briefly talk about why you're self-conscious. And it, there's a lot of reasons, obviously, but the, the biggest one, it, it's mostly due to something that psychologists call uh, something called the spotlight effect. And you might've heard of it. And in technical terms, the spotlight effect is a type of cognitive bias. And a cognitive bias is basically an unconscious systemic error error in your thinking when your brain is trying to process or interpret information that comes at it, anything that's coming in. I've talked about a confirmation bias quite a bit on the show. And that's when, you know, you believe something in your head and then you see proof of it everywhere. <laughs> and that's the same thing. That's a cognitive bias. It's not real. It's not really what's happening, but it's what you think is happening. It's, again, your brain unconsciously sort of tricking you. And this is another one, the spotlight effect. And it causes you, this one causes you to overestimate how much 
other people are noticing you or observing you. You think everybody, nobody is, but you think it is. And so in regular terms, it means you think everyone is watching you and caring about what you, what you say and what you're doing way more than they actually are. Basically, since we only see things from our own point of view all day, that's all you're doing all day is looking through your own eyes. What happens is we become really lousy at accurately judging what anyone else is thinking, no matter how empathic you think you are, no matter, you know, uh, how or, or empathetic or whatever, you know, no matter how much you feel like you, you know, are really self-aware, we all of us kind of suck at this. And it's. And so it's it's again, we get into this thing where we're just overestimating so much what this we think this attention is on us. And if that's not bad enough, <laughs> a, a cornerstone of the spotlight effect is another cognitive bias. These two are kind of, you know, twirled up together called that we call the illusion of transparency. And um, that sounds really like a lot. But basically, this is another unconscious trick of the mind that makes us greatly overestimate how well other people can read our emotions. Hope I said that right. So so even though you might intellectually know that other people aren't really focused on you and that they certainly don't have the power to, you know, read your thoughts or read your emotions, you don't believe it. I know it sounds crazy, but you don't believe it. So you end up thinking, you know, that people have the same perspective as you do. Uh, you end up thinking things like, I don't know, like they, they notice the stain on that stain on your shirt you've been trying to hide all day and, you know, that they're uh, laughing at you behind your back. You can also believe that they can see. So that part's the cognitive, the spotlight effect, right? They see the stain on your shirt and they're all talking about it behind your back and everyone's noticing and thinking you're a slob or something else. And you can also believe that they can see or re like read your embarrassment and nervousness about it. So, you know, they're laughing, laughing even harder. You know, that's that illusion of transparency. You think they can read your emotions. And so, yeah, they're, they're, they're over there. They're laughing at your nervousness. Uh, they, they get on a Zoom tonight with the only topic being to talk about you and your stain on your shirt and how nervous you are. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> it sounds crazy, but believe it or not, I've had people... It literally speaking to me in session about this kind of thing, believing this is true on some level, telling me I don't really know and I don't really understand. And I, I mean, you got to be kidding me. So, so let me say this before I'm going to give you a bonus tip. I said there's five tips. There's really six now that I think about it because I'm going to give you this pre-tip. <laughs> so before I even get to my five tips, here's a bonus one. In any situation in which you're feeling self-conscious, remember the spotlight effect. Remember that you're definitely overestimating how much others are watching or caring. They, in fact, likely don't care and likely won't remember whatever it is that you're self-conscious about. They won't even remember it if you ask them later. Just remembering this, I think, can help you step back from the ledge. It, you know, take a breath and move on from whatever crazy thought, you know, has taken up residency in, in the old, you know, head there. <laughs> so just remember that every time, no matter what your, the situation is, 
even if there's some truth to the situation, remember that you're overestimating it. You're, you're putting too much emphasis on it. So that can really help to help. All right, so let's get to it. Here are my five tips to stop being self-conscious in all your relationships. Here we go. Number one, tip number one, you, you got to disagree with yourself. I, I call this doubt your doubts, doubting your doubts. And really, it boils down to, you know, don't believe everything you think. I, it, just because it's a thought doesn't mean it's true. I thought I'd marry Tito Jackson of the Jackson Five. I was a Tito fan uh, when I was, I guess, about 10. And, you know, that didn't happen. I know you find that hard to believe, but I did not marry a member of the Jackson Five. Uh, I have posters of him on my wall. I, I sent him fan mail. I imagined us being together forever. I had quite the crush. Well, I need to tell you, I never even got so much as a phone call from Tito. Tito, if you're listening, never even got a phone call from you. So, which would have been gross to a 10-year-old, but, you know, I'm going there. So yeah, so yeah, we all have thoughts, lots of them, good, bad, indifferent, that don't happen no matter how much we believe in them, no matter how much effort we put into them. It, 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 we don't. And you know what I find the kicker here is? You don't believe the good things people actually do say out loud to you. So why are you believing the self-doubting and nasty things you think they're thinking or saying? <laughs> I think about that. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a session with a couple and I hear the, you know, uh, I'm thinking of a recent couple and the husband was telling his wife just these really wonderful things about her, things he really loved about her and really understood. And she was really focused. Like she's, you know, he doesn't really mean that. He's saying that because we're in session. And literally he said, I just said this to you the other day. We were not in session. I was telling you on this bike ride they had. And she, it's like she was Teflon for this. She just wasn't hearing it. That again is that confirmation bias, by the way. That's another, you know, one of those uh, cognitive biases. But so again, but then she'll believe things she's made up in her head about what he's thinking or saying. It, it's insane. And I know because he said this this way. And I know because he meant it this way. I know what he really meant. You know, the reading the minds thing makes me a little crazy. So no, you don't know. I say it with love. You know, I love you but come on. So this habit you have of believing anything you think is just that. It, it's, it, it's a negative habit and it's one that needs to be broken. And you know, to break a habit, you got to go after it as soon as you think it or as soon as you notice it. So, so really my first tip should be working on your daily mindfulness, obviously, but I feel like that's a given at this point in our relationship, me and you. Me and you, we've been here a while. If this is your first time, then you don't know this. But uh, for so many of you, <laughs> literally tens of thousands of you who have been listening and listening, you know, mindfulness, mindfulness. What do I talk about all the time? Because you have to have this part. If you don't notice that it's happening, how are you going to stop it? How are you going to change what you're doing in a moment? How are you going to at least change it later? Even if you don't notice in a moment, how are you going to change it? So. If you haven't done it yet, you can download my free. It's free. There's no strings attached. There's no sleaze. We all know I'm not sleazy at this point. Come on. You know, you know, we're in a relationship. I love you. Go friggin' download my free mindfulness starter kit if you haven't already. I, I have tons of episodes on how to make mindfulness a habit. I, you know, go on the website, even though it's not redone yet, it's still the old one, which is wonderful. 
type in on the search bar mindfulness and tons of stuff will come up all for free all yes yes that's right uh and so check it out just go to it but you have to get that so let me get back okay but back to doubting your doubts (laughs) it's time to actively dispute what you're thinking and really it can be as simple as kind of almost what i just said before you know um hey abby taught me about the spotlight effect so I know that I'm overreacting here. What else could I say to myself about what's happening? You know, what else could I say about why my mom spoke to me in that way? Uh, we also call this, you know, psychologists call this cognitive reframing. I did a whole episode on that. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. The show notes page will have it. The corresponding blog post will also have the links to all this as always. I did another episode on using um, rational motive therapies ABCD format. I actually made that longer. I have a handout that goes with it. Again, all free. Uh, really to help you dispute these negative thoughts more effectively. With again, you know, all these are great tools to to use. So I'm going to highly recommend, highly, highly, if you want to stop being so self conscious that you that you get on this tip. Okay, do you like how? I'm- I'm being really Jewish mother bossy today. I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, that's right. You know, if you're again watching me on YouTube, you'll see I got some highlight. I don't know, what are they called? Balayage in my hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's making me really sassy, I think, because I've never lightened my hair in any way before. <laughs> I think I'm getting sassy. Or maybe maybe the chemicals went to my head. I don't know. But anyway, um, or maybe I've always been sassy. Let's be real. So, <laughs> um, so <laughs> it. Anyway, I hope you go read or listen, but you know, to all the things I just mentioned. But but for now, I want to give you something right now that'll help you disagree with yourself. And it's in the form of three three questions you can ask yourself whenever you feel self-conscious. So you can see, you don't even have to go back. Uh number one, just because I'm thinking it, does that mean it's true? What did I just say about Tito Jackson? Think of that. Just because I'm thinking it doesn't mean it's true. Question number two to ask yourself when you're feeling self-conscious, even if it is true, is it helpful? Yeah, maybe my mom does love my brother more. Is it helpful? Is it helpful for me to go off thinking about that? I think not. And number three is what else could be true about what I'm thinking? And again, the the tools I gave you before really help with those. So the uh, links I'm going to have in the show notes will really help with those. But you can ask those questions now as a means of moving past the self-consciousness a bit. Okay, tip number two, coming at you with two. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's not self-love, it's self-acceptance. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a personal share right now. If you haven't met me in person ever, <laughs> I got a lot of ass. I do. I said it. There it is. God gave me a certain shape. <laughs> he did. All, you know, I look at my mother, my grandmother, all the way back in my family's women had hourglass figures. It's like the way it goes, right? Good peasant stock, you know, nice and sturdy. So God gave me a certain shape and I, you know, genetics, however you want to talk about that. And I used to be super self-conscious about it. And, you know, because of what I was born, I sort of, I missed the Marilyn Monroe time by just a little. And instead, you know, Twiggy was really coming on the scene big. You know, those were the role models in the fashion magazines at the time. You know, later as I'm, you know, in my late teens, early 20s, you know, we got Kate Moss and the heroin chic look. Really, people? Heroin chic? I did heroin. I can tell you there's nothing chic about it. Um, Needless to say, an hourglass shape was not on the menu. And I did my best to feel good in my body, really, despite not being what was maybe deemed desirable in the media. But, you know, I was always a little self-conscious about my butt, if I have to be real, of all things. Um, And then, and then along comes Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce and and Kim Kardashian, who I haven't always spoke nicely about, but, (laughs) but I have love for everyone. I have love for you, Kim. they all come along and suddenly like there's junk in the trunk everywhere. It's it's not only seen but revered. And I was finally seeing, you know, my body type in magazines and I'm uh I'm a, I'm definitely a little ashamed to even say this since it seems like I should have been above this somehow, you know, with all the things I know and learn, but um but I wasn't for a long time, but it really, I, with all of the onslaught of seeing it everywhere, I became more proud of my body, you know, bigger booty and all like it really, um, and no, you can't see my booty on YouTube. So don't even joke, you know, if you <laughs> right now, you're like, man, I'll go watch her on YouTube. You're not gonna see my ass. Um, nobody wants to see it. It's okay. My man does. That's good. So, <laughs> uh, and of course, you know, I look back now and I realize that I could have and should have been proud of my strong, beautiful body all along. And, you know, it always changes anyway. Now I'm faced with new challenges, you know, because I'm I'm an aging woman. So and as I age, I find myself, you know, sometimes not smiling fully, you know, oh, the yellowing teeth I need to get fixed or not wanting the camera too close, you know, the lines around my mouth and oh, it's just I my chin. It, it's hard to look at. Don't even get me started on my neck. Or the noises I make when I get out of a chair. There's a lot. <laughs> I, but I've tried very hard to learn from the lessons of my past and to fully accept myself. This is it, you know. I'm, I'm aging. I'm me. Uh, it's here, you know. And it's not just the physical. I make mistakes. I'm a flawed human. I stay. I say stupid shit. You might have even think I've said some stupid shit on the, on the podcast. I'm an asshole sometimes. Certainly not purposefully. But still, you know, on occasion, I don't know, I'm sure I've cut people off in traffic or whatever, or said things just dumb, you know, not thinking well. It just is. I, I'm also loving and, and generous and kind, you know, but self, 
self-acceptance is at the core of any self-love. You know, you don't really fully love yourself if you don't really accept yourself, flaws and all. And I'm not talking about accepting yourself, you know, despite your butt or despite the fact that you didn't finish school or despite whatever. I'm talking about accepting all of it as is. No explanations, no justifications, no excuses. This is me. And I, so I, I want to say, you know, self-acceptance doesn't mean we don't want to continually grow and change. I'm always growing. I'm always looking to uh, expand who I am as a person and how I can love more and love more deeply. Um, look what I just said about Kim Kardashian. I have to admit, I've had some negative thoughts about those Kardashians for a long time. I'm really working on that. They, like no one needs that for me or anyone else. You know, it, it, I don't need to judge. I don't need to judge them. I don't judge myself. I'm always working on that. But, but it does mean that we accept ourselves for where we are right now and where we've been. You know, I have said things I am not proud of about people. I have judged people harshly and myself. It's not things I'm proud of. Uh, there's lots of stuff I've done in the past I'm not proud of. But it is. I, I'm not Superman. I can't like spin the earth backwards and go back and change it. So here we are. And it's part of me. It's helped me grow. Every time I've screwed up, it is push me or I've created something, a mechanism in myself where that pushes me to want to be better, to give myself some love in the moment about it, to take a breath, and to think about how I could do it differently moving forward. How can I shift this? And for me, the way I've done that the, you know, with my clients too, you know me, everything is really based on my clients. I will tell you the truth of that. Everything I do is based on the work I've done for three decades with clients over three decades. And then, then I apply it to my own life and see how it works too. And that's sort of how I see what works and what doesn't, what works for my clients, what works for me. And that's the stuff I give you all the time. So sometimes I say me and I have to admit I'm, I'm talking about other people too, but so at the core of the self-acceptance has really been this really working on my self-compassion. And that is big. I did a whole podcast episode on that. I did a whole episode on self-compassion. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, I have a great loving kindness meditation that's uh, for free. You can search for it on YouTube with my name, or you can um, do anybody's loving kindness meditation if you want. They're all wonderful, and they all use kind of the same script. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes also. It'll be on the blog post page, blah, blah, blah. So, and the loving kindness meditation has been shown through research to increase self-acceptance. Um, so all of that, right? All of that. So that's the stuff I do. That's the stuff I've worked on um, to increase my self-compassion, my self-acceptance of who I am so I can stop being so judgmental and self-conscious of myself when things are happening. It's, um, it's hard because, you know, I, and I, I know for all of us, we have different degrees of this, but it's really important that we, that we work on it. It really is. I don't also say if you do nothing else from today's broadcast, I, I hope you do that. All right. Tip number three, 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 we're on three. And this is one I've talked about it many times, but it's a proven one. So I'm going to go with it here too. Treat yourself like you would your best friend. And it is one of the, it's really one of the proven methods of increasing self-compassion and lessening self-consciousness by reducing the influence of the spotlight effect, right? So that's what it does, what I'm about to tell you. 
is to use a self, what we call self-distancing techniques. And there are many of these types of techniques that help you create uh, a psychological self-distance. But the one I talk about the most is treating yourself like you would your best friend. And basically, in other words, if your friend came to you with any of the crazy things you're thinking about yourself that you think everyone's saying, my mom thinks this, my dad thinks this, my partner thinks this, what would you say to them? And I know you wouldn't, you would not be telling them they're right. You're right. You're, everyone at work is talking about you. They did a Zoom tonight talking about how crazy you are. (laughs) You're right. Everyone was staring at your toothpaste on your shirt today. You're right. No, you wouldn't. You're right. Your butt's hanging out of that bikini. You wouldn't say that. You'd say, you'd be kind. You, you would not tell them they're a loser and they're pathetic and they should just go crawl under the covers and, and be so ashamed that they should never come out again. You would not. So you'd be offering a different perspective and a different point of view on what they're thinking. And that's exactly what you want to do with yourself. Because even if you did agree, like maybe um, it was true that their you know, mom was very judgmental and critical. And so they're feeling self-conscious. And maybe it's a true thing. Maybe whatever it is that the thing was is true, but you'd still be offering a different perspective on it. You wouldn't just be saying, yeah, that's true. You should wallow in that and just crawl up in a ball and die. You'd be offering like, yeah, well, maybe they meant this or have you looked at it this way or what about that? You'd be offering different things. And that's what you want to do with yourself. It's really effective. So tip number four is to focus on your breathing. And this is a really important one. So, okay, so feeling self-conscious is a fear-based emotion. I think we can all agree on that, right? It's fear-based. It's, it's basically your, you know, anxiety lying to you. And when we feel any kind of, uh, you know, fear-based emotion, anything like that, there are certain centers of our brain and our nervous system that are triggered, which make it hard or you really even impossible to think clearly and rationally. And I've talked a lot about the brain and a lot about this system, so I'm not going to cover it here. But so if I'll link in the show notes to a, a blog or an episode on that. So you can go look at it if, you, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn about it because um, I talk a lot about the brain. But okay, so and research, research has shown that each emotion, this is so amazing, Each emotion you have is linked to a specific pattern of breathing. And you already know this is true because you've had times when you felt really angry or or super anxious, and you've likely noticed that your breathing was shallow or fast. In the same way, when you're really relaxed, your breathing is slower, it's more measured, right? It's deeper. When you're crying or laughing, have you ever noticed it's hard to maybe to catch your breath? When you're scared, you ever notice that you hold your breath? You know, you're scared and you're holding your breath. But I know. So you're, right? But the super cool, awesome, amazing part, I know that was a lot of adjectives. I'm trying to get your attention. A lot of adjectives. Super cool, amazing, amazing part is that by changing the way you breathe, you can change the way you feel. I know. And then start accessing that thinking part of your brain again. So making it more possible, right? So I know, and I'll uh, there's research on this and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's huge. I mean, really think about this. By, by simply taking some slow, long breaths in and out, 
you can start to change your brain's chemistry and relax. This in turn helps you think better so you can remember all the great tools Abby taught you. That's how, you know, when you blank out in those moments and you can't remember whatever, what the hell did Abby say? It's because that, again, that kind of lizard brain has taken over, that fear brain has taken over. And when you breathe specific ways, like again, even just those long, slow breaths, you activate your vagus nerve, it calms your system, your parasympathetic turns on. I mean, it's all a beautiful thing. And there's, uh, I was, I was right, going to write up a whole thing on this and I realized someone already has it done. So I'll link in the show notes. There's an amazing author and researcher who I've been trying to get on the podcast to no avail quite yet, but I'll get her, uh, Emma Sapala. And, um, she has an awesome infographic, infographic, is that how you say that? Infographic. And it's, it's on like the scientific, uh, scientific benefits of, Uh, breathing for greater health and happiness. And it includes a very simple breathing practice that you can try. Uh, It's alternate nostril breathing, which is a really common thing um, we do. We who do the breathing stuff. So I'll link to that in the show notes. So you can just go look at the infographic because it's great. It has the benefits on there, all the science, and it also has um, this alternate nostril breathing pattern that you can do super easily. So I will link to it in the show notes. All right. And tip number five, are you ready? Be like Nike and just do it. (laughs) Let's do it. That's so, that's so, that's so uh, psychological, huh? Yeah, just do it. Just shut up and do it. Yeah, it's not, that doesn't sound very loving. I'm not going to say shut up, but you know, in the end, I I will say this, one of the most effective strategies when you're feeling self-conscious is to rip off the band-aid. When you're thinking about something over and over, it just gets you more and more self-conscious, more anxious, more depressed. It's not a win. It's not good. Nothing's changing. It's, you're only making it worse. So there comes a time sometimes when you, you need to tell your partner how you really feel, lovingly, of course. Uh, you, there comes a time when you need to raise your hand in class, uh, share your new idea at your team meeting, or it comes a time to take off that cover-up and say, Fuck it, as you rock your bikini-wearing body in your late 50s. Yes, I wear bikinis. Screw it. Hey, this is me. Here I am. And I feel great and confident. It's all good. Doing the thing, you know, doing the thing, ripping off the Band-Aid, doing it means you're breaking a pattern. And the more you do the thing, the more you'll create new patterns, which we call, yes, habits. You'll create a new habit. You will. So when you'll do, because when you do the thing, you know, this is true. (laughs) You'll see it's not as bad as you thought, right? Doesn't that happen every time you go, why did I wait so long to do that? Uh, Why didn't I raise my hand before? Why didn't I ask this before? You know, it's so much easier now. When you do the thing, you'll see it's not as bad as you thought. You'll, and that starts to build your self-confidence and the old feelings of self-consciousness start to slowly fade and eventually disappear to the point, and I'll tell you, where you're saying, I can't believe I used to be self-conscious about that. (laughs) It starts to go away. But you you really want to just have that faith in yourself, that moment of not thinking and just doing it, just getting in there. Uh, If you, you know, Mel Robbins has her famous five-second rule you know, whatever it is that you just go, I'm just going to do this thing when you stop hesitating, when you stop wondering for a minute and just go with it. And because the self-consciousness and the shame 
will hold you back. And that just keeps you locked in sort of a shame bubble and a self-consciousness bubble. But when you break out of that, when you do the thing over and over, again, you start to sort of build that self-efficacy, build that stuff up. Because even if something negative does happen, you'll see that you weathered it. I'm okay. I didn't die. And you'll start to get through that. You'll start to have a different point of view about that, even what that is, even if it didn't go the way you wanted. And by the way, a lot of things might not go the way you wanted at first because you're new at it. And like anything, it takes practice. So I want you to really think of practicing these tools. You can do one of them. You could do all five of the tips, but start practicing so you can start to move the needle on your self-consciousness. That's it. And if you are here to the end, I'm so excited to be back. (laughs) I love you. And thank you. I get the most wonderful emails from folks. Um, I get you send me emails telling you that you like when I say that. And I love saying it and nothing could keep me from saying it because it's so true for me. See, I start to cry when I say it. I love you. It's why I'm here. It's why I do the work on this podcast. It's why we're doing this together. And so I want to help. I know you can use the tools that I teach in in this podcast to truly change your life. I know it because I get hundreds, thousands of emails all the time telling me from people who say it's changed their life. So make sure Hey, share the podcast with someone if you haven't yet or a specific episode you think they'll really get a lot out of. And for yourself, just please don't give up on yourself. Always, always, always keep trying. It's, it's always about that. It, it's about not giving up and coming back time and again, because when we do that, we get it. When you do that consistently, you will get it. So stick with me here every week. I love having you. Thank you for being here. I know there's a lot of ways to spend your time. I appreciate you so, so much. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.